Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Prema Padmani Mataji from Bangalore. And today Mataji, today, today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 26, Verse 3. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Can Mataji hear us? Hare Krishna Mataji? Can everyone hear Mataji? Yes, Mataji. Oh, you're able to hear Mataji? Yeah, yeah, that's all. No, no. We can hear you. Yeah. Om Namo Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya. Asudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naranchaivan Rotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Dirayit Nashtaprayeshu Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevya Bhagavati Uttamashloki Bhagavati Naistiki Ankaroti Vachalam Pangum langa ite girim, Yetrapatamaham bandi, Shri Gurum dinatarinam, Paramanandamadavam, Shri Chaitanya Ishwazum. Shri Bhagavatam Canto 5, Chapter 26, Text 3. Uh, in the matter of hellish planets. Atedhanim Pratishtiddha Loka Lokasnasya Dharmasya Tataiva Kartu Shraddhaya Vaishadrishyat Karma Fishadrisham Bhavati Yahi Anadi Avidhyaya Kritakamanam Tatarinama Lakshana Shritaya Sahasrasha Pravritta Stasan Prachur ye nanu varna isyamaha. Translation Just as by executing various pious activities, one achieves different positions in life. By acting impiously, one achieves different positions in heavenly life. Those who are activated by the material mode of ignorance engage in impious activities. And according to the extent of their ignorance, they are placed in different grades of hellish life. 
If one acts in the mode of ignorance because of blindness, his resulting misery is the least severe. One who acts impiously but knows the distinction between pious and impious activities is placed in a hell of intermediate severity. And for one who acts impiously and ignorantly because of atheism, the resultant hellish life is the worst. Because of ignorance, every living entity has been carried by various desires into thousands of different hellish planets since time immemorial. I shall try to describe them as far as possible. So, um, the descriptions have not yet started. So this is just an introduction. I will also go to, because there is no purport for the next uh, verse also, and then I will go to the one which has got some purpose uh, so that we can talk about it. Narajo vacha, naraka nama bhagavan kim esha vishesha atava bahistri lokya ahusvid antarala iti in Parishit, inquired from Sukadeva Goswami, My dear Lord, are the hellish regions outside the universe, within the covering of the universe, or in different places on this planet? Vishiruvacha antarala eva tri jagatyasu dishi dakshinasyam atastad bhumer uparishthacha dhalad yasya the great sage Sukadeva Goswami answered, All the hellish planets are situated in the intermediate space between the three worlds and the Garbhodaka portion. They lie on the southern side of the universe beneath Bhumandala and slightly above the water of the Garbhodaka ocean. Pitraloka is also located in this region between the Garbhodaka ocean and the low planetary systems. All the residents of Pitraloka, headed by Agnivishta, meditate in great Samadhi on the Supreme Personality of Godhead and always wish their families well. As previously explained, Below our planetary system are seven lower planetary systems, the first of which is called Patala Loka. Beneath Patala Loka are other planets known as Naraka Loka or the hellish planets. At the bottom of the universe lies the Garbhodaka ocean. Therefore, the hellish planets lie between Patala Loka and Garbhodaka ocean. And this one more verse I will read. Yatraha Vava Bhagavan Pitri Rajo Vaiva Swataha Swavishayam Prapiteshu Swapurushair Jantushu Samparateshu Yata Karma Vadhyam Dosham Eva Nullangita Bhagavat Chasana Sagano Damam Dharayati The king of the Pitas is the Yamaraja, the very powerful son of the sun god. He resides in Pitraloka with his personal assistance and while abiding the rules and regulations set down by the Supreme Lord, has his agents, the Yamadutas, bring all the sinful men to him immediately upon their death. After bringing them within his jurisdiction, he properly judges them according to their specific sinful activities and sends them to one of the many hellish planets for suitable punishments. 
her body. Yamraja is not fictitious or mythological character. He has his own abode, Pitraloka, of which he is king. Agnostics may not believe in hell. But Sukadeva Goswami affirms the existence of Naraka planets which lie between the Garbhodaka ocean and Patara Loka. Yamaraja is appointed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to see that the human beings do not violate his rules and regulations. As com- confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 2.17, Karmanohi api bodhavyam, bodhavyam cha vikarmanaha, akarmanascha bodhavyam, gahana karmanu gati. Intricacies of action are very hard to understand. Therefore, one should know properly what action is, what forbidden action is, and what inaction is. One should understand the nature of karma, vikarma, and akarma, and one must act accordingly. This is the law of the situation. Conditioned souls who have come to this material world for sense gratification are allowed to enjoy their senses under certain regulative principles. If they violate these regulations, they are judged and punished by Yamaraja. He brings them to the hellish planets and properly chastises them to bring them back to Krishna consciousness. By the influence of Maya, however, the conditioned souls remain infatuated with the mode of ignorance. Thus, in spite of repeated they do not come to their senses but continue to live within the material condition, committing sinful activities again and again. Oma Jnana Timarandasya Jnana Jnana that's my Sri Gurveen Mahanamam Vishnu Padai Krishna Pristaya Bhutali Timate Jai Pataka Swaminati Nam Nenama Acharya Padai Nithai Kripa Pradai Ne Gauratata Dham Dhai Namam Vishnu Padai Krishna Pristaya Bhutali Timate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminati Nam Ne Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharni Nirvifesh Zunivadi Paschata Deshkarni Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Ram Hare Ram Ram Hare Hare Actually this is very important part of Krishna consciousness because if people only know about this then they would be very very careful normally especially today's world nobody knows about illish planets and uh, you know uh, so because of that they just continue to do they think this life is all there is and nothing will happen. Once, um, you know, um, we leave this body, we don't even know where the soul goes. This is a very important thing to know. And uh, so, even this chapter can be very interesting because we've had many people, uh, you know, the, the most interesting one, maybe you've read in the WhatsApp, uh, uh, you know, uh, forwards you might have seen, uh, read about it that one of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's, um, you know, uh, his uh, disciples. What happened to him was they um, they were burning him on the ghat. He had been, they had put him in the funeral pyre, and suddenly what happened? After, when they were about to light the fire, he suddenly got up. And we all got terrified, you know, what is this? We thought he was dead and he's getting up. And uh, then they asked, I mean, they even tried to run away. They thought it's a ghost or something. Then he said, no, no, please listen to me. What happened? When I died, I was taken 
Pitraloka probably or Yamaloka. And I mean, here it says that Pitraloka is where resides, and that is where people are taken. Then, Pitraloka is located in the region between Garbhodak and all. Um, so, has, uh, Yamadutas bring all the sinful men to him immediately upon their death. So, it doesn't say where because he resides in Pitruluka, his personal assistant. So, maybe he goes to Pitruluka first and uh, then he decides where to send them. And so, he was taken there and, uh, you know, uh, he, his turn came uh, because Yamaraja. Uh, had to decide, I mean, had to interview him and decide his case because Chitra Gupta was sitting there with all the, uh, you know, about each person, everything was written. So, uh, when it came to his turn, then Yamaraja said it's a very complicated case, so wait for some time. Then he finished with everyone and he came to him and he said that, see, your, um, you were taken initiation from Bhaktisiddhanta. But he stopped doing devotional service and then maybe he did some um, sinful activities. So uh, he didn't know what to do and at that time, he, he so he picked up with Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakura. What to do with your disciple? And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakura personally came there and he said, no, no, you give him another chance and he told this disciple, now you go there and you take re-initiation from one particular disciple he meant, one, uh, mentioned, one sannyasi, and then you uh, you do it very seriously and go back to Godhead. And so Yamaraja allowed him to come, and that is why immediately he came back to his body and he got up. And he said, this is what happened, and now, you know, he said, what a waste of life, and he went, you know, immediately he went to that sannyasi godbrother, took the initiation and became very and must have gone back to Godhead. So, in everything, what we just hear, and this was actually experienced, and he came and shared it, and you know, so that everybody will come to know that this is real. And similarly, so many other experiences have happened recently. So many people have shared about how they uh, had an experience of Yamadutas coming, and somehow they got a second just like Ajamila, they also got a second chance and they wanted to share, don't waste time, don't do nonsense activities, going to Naraka. Most people don't even believe in hell. They think, what is that hell? I don't think there's any hell. Uh, this is simply to frighten us. That's what people think. But then those who have gone there and come, they said, no, no, please, there is hell. And then uh, he's actually waiting, Yamaraj is waiting, everyone's seen Yamaraj. And they've seen Yamadutas. So we have to take it very seriously. And so the Yamadutas, they're also helping us in our mission of preaching. Because when people hear about that, then only they will take devotional service very seriously. They'll think, oh, even I want to chant, oh, I don't want to go to hell. So this is a very important uh, you know, chapter. Because it uh, tells us about the reality. It is a fact. It is not simply, normally people like to, don't like to talk about it at all. They are afraid. And um, I mean, that is normal, uh, the non-devotees, 
there is all hushed up and only people during uh, somebody passes away and then at that time they will read and they'll ask a few questions after that they forget about it and they don't want to talk about death they don't want to talk about what happened after death but all that actually affects us so much in this life as well as in our next life and we can't ignore it and so we can read this chapter very very uh, you know seriously so that uh, you know it helps us to be more focused in devotional service and here he's saying how we know about heavenly planets right normally everybody is heavenly planets and that's about the earth so uh, mahar janas tapas satya all those planets we know and lower planetary systems also we know though we don't have to do much with it because it's all with asuras and all that and though they also are very active because right now especially in kaliyuga their friend kali is ruling so they keep coming to the earth also and uh, you know patal lok i mean those uh, lower planetary systems also are affecting us and um, then so then what happens below that so people don't even know where the location of the hell is and here it's clearly mentioned that the you know the garbhodaka ocean where um, garbhodaka uh, sai vishnu is lying down in anantasesha that is also real and above that is the hellish planets so below the planet pataraloka where anantasesha is there in pataraloka and planetary systems on its hoods and below anantasesha is this um hellish planet so it's in, it's in the southern part of the universe and on the right hand side and on the left hand side is this uh, pitraloka and it uh, is also they saying that king is yama and but also it's mentioned that pitras are ruled by aryama anyway it's yama only yama aryama maybe it's another person or it's um, i don't know it's not aryama is not mentioned it will come later about how he is the uh, in somewhere else also you know where when uh, uh, different people or maybe in the seventh temple when different people are offering prayers to narasimha dev so pitra loka was headed by aryama so anyway here he says that yamaraj is there he is the king of the pitra loka and he is having his jurisdiction over who will go where that is only the impious people go there he but even those who are headed towards heavenly planets have to first go to yamaraja and he will decide whether they can go to heavenly planets so it is um, uh, the thing is those of uh, what is the advantage then if you do uh, because going first of all even entering the uh, hellish planet is a big Uh, i mean it, the journey is described um here i think i do not but in garuda puran and all that it is described how one goes you know which which the uh, different uh, because the yamadutas are also coming subtle bodies and if we are impious then uh, it takes one year of early year to reach the um, uh, uh, in the elish <coughs> or the uh, loka or hellish planets and so uh, so what happens is um, from time to time because the soul is being dragged by the yamadutas and um, 
from time to time there is uh, some rest and if you have done impasse and we have to go through vast deserts you know uh, very very uh, like uh, there is hardly any shade and no water and so if the ancestors uh, descendants uh, they are doing some uh, you know shrad every month the, for the first one year every month you have to offer to some puja and uh, offer food uh, to vishnu and offer it to the uh, the deceased person so they will get it there this rice which we offer they are starving and every month every month is actually like every day in their calculation so it takes actually for us year but i think according to the calculation of the um celestial planets anyway maybe 12 days because it, uh, we have to do it once every month which is like once every day for the souls which are being taken and if we don't give if some people say we don't believe in all this and they don't do it then what happens that soul will be starving and not only that the, when we offer it to the and the, the the deceased person the yamadutas who are also accompanying them they also get it you know so if nobody gives them that soul anything the yamadutas also suffer starvation so they beat him up much more you know what the hell why they're not giving anything to you and so on so it's not only scorching hot no trees and no shade and all that but if one is a wise person then they get a lot of uh, you know nice shady places like uh, nice uh, this thing to rest and also their uh, descendants will be offering something and they will get a better treatment so um, like in jails also you have three classes so a bit uh, different types of treatments according to um, how they have um, you know behaved so <clears throat> then after that when they're going down uh, before reaching hell there is a vaitarni river and this river is full of um, you know mucus bile um, um oh that uh-huh. uh so uh, th- there is a vaitarni river and it is f- filled with all these uh, you know um, horrible things which are inside our body only what we are made of mucus uh, thing blood pus mucus bile all these things are floating in the uh, it's a, a river made of that and the yamadutas are uh taking us across that river and not us sorry <laughs> that's the wrong word taking people who have hopefully we are doing devotional service so we don't have to see that place um uh, they're, they're taking the souls across the river and they keep dunking it in them into that horrible uh, river and then lifting them and then taking again dunking them like this now suppose here in the uh, you know uh, on the earth if there's um descendants they um, offer cow in charity then what happens um, then uh, by holding the tail of the cow they will jump across the river and reach the elephant that is why they always donate the cow because uh, that piety because they get sukriti uh, i mean the pious uh, thing um, results because of that and through that because of that they'll hold the a tail of the cow and they will jump across the vaitarni and reach and so then after that we will see how 
Yamaraj decides where each person should go. And Chitragupta actually writes it down with his hands only. Everything is maintained, records. And how does he know sitting there what is happening here to each and every living entity? Imagine how many books, how many records they must be maintaining. Because how many souls, but only impious souls. All the pious souls, they don't bother. They are going back to God. I mean, they probably have records, but they go there and then they are sent. Okay. Their records will be very small because they are not, they are keeping uh, only records of impious activities. Or maybe even pious because the Yamaraj knew that this devotee had taken initiation to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So anyway, um, those who have to go to heavenly planets, then he just says, okay, you carry on. And for devotees, they don't need to go to hell. But I don't know if they need to also go and see Yamaraj before he sends us. But if you are going back to God, you don't need to go anywhere. Only if we are heading to the heavenly planets, then maybe we have to see Yamaraj, but not hell. We don't have to see hell. But maybe Yamaraj we have to see because he will tell us, okay, now you go to the heavenly planets. I don't know. We have to confirm that. So, um, uh, so we see, uh, and it's mentioned, um, my dear king, in this, there are three kinds of activities, those in the mode of goodness, mode of passion, and mode of ignorance. And uh, so those who are acting in the mode of goodness is religious and happy, one who acts in passion achieves mixed misery and happiness, and one who acts under the influence of ignorance is always unhappy and lives like an animal. Because of the varying degrees to which they are living in influenced by different modes of nature, their destinations are also of different varieties. So that is the thing. Each one is responsible for where he is going to go. We can't think, okay, we're all in it together, so we'll all go together wherever we are going. It's not like that. So we better watch out. Or we can't, you know, the thing comfort in the fact that okay, if we are suffering, we'll all suffer together. Each one's destination will be according to their consciousness. And because it says three types of punishment, right? One who is mad and he does it just like here also. Uh, they give less punishment to someone out of madness, they do some crime. So similarly, uh, out of madness, if somebody commits some sins, then they are punished less. And then someone who knows what is right and wrong and does, and results. And one who is atheistic, that is because the whole point of this punishment is what? Is to rectify us, to take us back home, back to God. So atheism is a you know, they are in the lowest of this thing because uh, it takes a lot of time to actually, you know, uh, then that means much more they need to suffer so that they come to their senses. How can they not believe in God? Because they were, okay, they were just, um, you know, it's just rascaldom, just refusing to accept God. So they need much more punishment. So these are the very scientific we understand what is the goal in life. Why people do not believe in hell is because they don't even know the purpose of life. That God is, He has come here uh, with a purpose so that we get purified and go back to Him. And if we don't take up that responsibility and behave very irresponsibly, 
then we have to be punished, otherwise we won't come to the senses. But if you don't even understand this fact, then you won't believe in hell also. You think, here only I am suffering, no, that only is hell. No, this is not enough for our rascaldom, because if you really understood, um, I mean, uh, if you have suffered enough, we will not continue with that. Some people have to repeatedly go to hell before they are That is their impiety. That is the extent to which they don't want to surrender to Krishna. It is simply the lack of desire to surrender and serve Krishna. That is all. This All this impiety and atheism, why does it come? Because of a stubbornness that I don't want to serve Krishna. I'll go to hell also and suffer. I have not served Krishna. You can imagine how stubborn they are that even after suffering, they don't want to take shelter of Krishna. I will suffer, I'll get killed, I'll do anything, but I will not surrender to Krishna. So you can see, this is the only thing that determines whether we want to, I mean the whole creation, the purpose is only this, to rectify us so that we are ready to serve Krishna again. And only out of ignorance, we don't want to serve Krishna. And some souls are meant. You know, so Yamaraja is appointed by Krishna only for this. So that he is completely takes charge. He is just waiting for all these people uh, to come there. And then such horrible descriptions of that hell. It's so ghastly that, uh, you know, anybody, will, anybody who believes will turn, uh, anyone who accepts what is written here and who hears about it will definitely use their intelligence to think that let me make my life a little more, you know, pious or let me surrender to Krishna. It's very difficult to suddenly become pious. But at least if I surrender to Krishna, he will forgive me. Because simply by doing pious activities, you cannot escape hell. Pious activities, you will get pious results. And for all the sinful activities, you have to suffer sinful activities. Only if you undergo atonement, a prize chitta, then, uh, you know, your hellish term will be reduced or maybe even uh, taken away sometimes. Because that is why uh, at the end of life, they always tell, you know, in the retired age, they tell, do prize chitta. For all your sins, whatever you've done, do some atonement. Somebody might have lied, cheated somebody, or done so many other sinful activities for which there are different atonements mentioned in the Shastras. And then those sinful uh, reactions are nullified. But if they don't do that, uh, they cannot think that, oh, I've also done a lot of good activity, I helped many, but I did that, I did charity. It will not nullify, uh, you know, either. But if you surrender to Krishna, then everything is just cleared. That is the amazing thing. And that to chanting Hare Krishna, everything gets completely wiped out. That's the great mercy. So, we don't have to worry so much about this because we've got Hare Krishna mantra, uh, you know, to purify. I mean, you know Ajamila's story. He didn't even mean to chant Krishna's Narayana's name, but he just accidentally called out the son, and for that sake, the Vishnu Dutta escaped. That is how merciful and kind and how eager Krishna is to take us back. Somehow, some, my name came in your mouth. Okay, okay, I will help you to come back to me. He is just waiting to give us some little, you know, some way. That is why, even in English words, uh, there are so many God's names, Hari. 
hurry up, hurry up. So they keep chanting hurry. Or in, uh, among the Arabs, uh, the Muslims, they have haram, haram. Or um, you have um, Ramadans and all that. So they are chanting Krishna's name. So that is all his chant. They, they makes them keep Ram's names uh, or you know Krishna's name uh, in their uh, in the accidental chanting by which they get purified. So somehow he is trying to purify us. And here we have voluntarily, willingly chanted his names. So definitely Krishna will keep pulling us out of this. But still we cannot, somebody does, like for example, that Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's disciple, he did sinful activities and he was sent to hell. But because he had taken initiation from such an exalted guru, oh my God, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So because of that, he, you know, the guru came. Imagine the guru's compassion. We can, we can understand how much the guru is, you know, so keen to take us back home, back to Godhead, that he is ready to go to hell and talk on our behalf. Or take repeated births to somehow take us out of this, you know, ignorance. They are so attached to the body and mind and they think they are enjoying. And the Guru is sitting and watching because in expansion of Paramatma. Paramatma tells me your stupid, <laughs> you know, your materially attached Shishya, what he is doing. And he is not even, uh, you know, so the Guru has, I mean, so he takes action. He doesn't know, he's far away. He may not be watching, he may think, ah, Guru doesn't know anything, he's far away, I can do what I want. But Paramatma is watching. And Paramatma will tell the Guru, and we meet him, we might act like a very nice disciple. Yes, Gurudev, Jai Gurudev, oh, I will do this service, that service. But Paramatma will tell, no, he's a fraud. He is not doing anything properly. And then Gurudev will know. Uh, so, we cannot cheat. Paramatma is there. And uh, so, such mercy is Krishna is giving. He is giving in the form of Guru. Giving uh, association in the form of Vaishnavas and all the scriptures, so that uh, somehow you know we'll get rectified. And everybody, for every living entity, he's got a plan. You know, even a microbe, Krishna's got a plan for this living entity. Okay, from microbe, then you go to this insect life, from in, uh, and plant life, um, and then um, um, you know bird life, animal life, everything. Like that. Then after that, human life. So he's got for everyone, you know, one plan. And different what insect he will born as, he'll be born as, what tree he will be born as. That also depends on his previous pious or impious activities. And he, as the Paramatma, is directing Yamaraj. Uh, okay, otherwise Yamaraj by himself, he's a living entity. How will he know? He knows about everyone because Krishna in the form of Paramatma is giving him all intelligence about everyone. So, actually, Krishna is very, very active. He only has to tell everyone. He can't, though he is lying down in the, you know, uh, it seems as if he is relaxing and everyone else is working. But he is the one who is activating everyone. He is the one who is giving directions. He's, and uh, he is supervising everything. So, it's not that he can go to sleep and, oh, my uh, assistants will do because his, uh, his assistants are all um, dependent on him for all the intelligence. Like Indradev, he is managing this whole universe on Vishnu. But the thing is that uh, if um, any problem happens, then straight he will go to Vishnu and he is always aware. 
So he will give some very out of the box suggestions and solve all the problems. So he is aware all the time he is the one shelter for everyone. Right? Even when we are sleeping, it is Vishnu who is taking care of us, right? Because when we are sleeping, then what happens? We are not even aware of our sleep. We are completely out of the body. Uh, you know, we are not aware of the body. And our body is in the subtle, uh, this thing, in the mind. Uh, and um, uh, because the brain goes to sleep. So we are not aware of the body. It happens to the body. And at that time, it is Krishna who is protecting our body. And um, so, in all times, uh, you know, sleeping, or wakefulness, uh, every time, uh, it is the Paramatma. And Paramatma is so intimate with us. I mean, uh, we are so dependent on Him, that He is right inside our body, inside the heart. I mean, like, He is aware of everything. <laughs> Whatever outside, inside, our thoughts, our uh, plans, everything is known to the Paramatma. And uh, so we cannot avoid him at all, and we cannot avoid knowing the fact that he, we are completely dependent on him. We cannot even survive for a moment without him, because he is the only one who knows everything. We don't even know how the body is uh, operating, you know. Uh, we don't know how the organs are working, what's going on, we don't know. Though we think we know so many things, but we don't even know what is happening in the stomach, what digestion is taking place. I mean, okay, we know science has studied that, but individually, we don't know, we're not constantly sitting in front of the X-ray machines. And all that is managed by Krishna. Even digestion, he says, I am the fire in the stomach, uh, you know, I am the fire which digests the food. We are dependent even for that, completely. And the heart, uh, heart is uh, getting, it's beating because of the soul, and the soul is uh, getting, a, and the soul, the soul uh, is always accompanying the soul. And he is, um, you know, always supervising and giving permission unless, unless the Paramatma agrees to something. Um, so, Without his permission, nothing moves. We are totally dependent on him. We can't even lift our hand. If Paramatma decides, no, you're not going to, no more, you cannot do this function. Finished. We can't do it. Okay, we have doctors, we have medical science and all that. But medical science also, up to a certain point, that also, if Krishna decides, it will get cured. Otherwise, not. So, we may try so many things. We are supposed to also, not that we just leave it to God and don't do anything. We are supposed to try, and Krishna allows that also. With the sanction only, it's happening. It's a sign that he's sanctioning most of the time. It's only special things, then he doesn't make it work also, just to, you know, that's because he has decided, now no, it's not, um, I want, you know, whatever. it goes according to his plan. And prayers and all that, he gives a little room for that also. Because prayers and surrender, then he changes. Krishna is very flexible also. And the only thing, uh, only thing, uh, only reason why he will be flexible is if he surrender to them. Other than that, law of karma is very strict. And it goes according, exactly according to the uh, laws. And Maya Devi is working, Krishna doesn't interfere at all. It's the only thing in which we can 
um, avert disaster or he can change things is by taking shelter of him. Then he directly takes charge. And then our karmas are waved away. He will, uh, he can change uh, everything because he is the supreme lord, and he gives us costless mercy. I mean, why somebody should uh, get that mercy? Sometimes we don't even know why this person, what he did, what he do for to get so much mercy. It is just causeless. Maybe in his previous lives he did something by which Krishna thinks okay, the soul can be elevated. But nevertheless, we know it is causeless because actually, if you see, we if we if in Kali Yuga nobody can really hope for uh, the Lord's mercy if they go by their qualifications or because of what they deserve because everybody is headed in the wrong direction. And it's simply we have to appeal to the costless mercy of Krishna, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because he's come in a mother's mood. In the father's mood, in all the previous yugas, he was not so lenient. And he knew that in Pali Yuga, mother only has to go. The, you know, mother's mood only will work. So, he can appeal. And that's why uh, Prabhupada also said, that simply what to do. Just chant every morning and cry to the Lord. Please, please, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please elevate me. Please me, show me your costless mercy. I don't deserve anything, but please. And so we don't get angry with them also. I've been chanting for so long. Why this didn't happen, that didn't happen. I'm a rascal, number one. I don't deserve anything, but please. Because you are very merciful and use your costless mercy upon me. And that's why Prabhupada said, this is the shortest method. There's nothing shorter than this. Simply go to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, chant Hare Krishna and cry. Then all your work will get done, of course. But also, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the main thing what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is looking for is how repentant we are and how simple we are in taking shelter of Him, how humble we are. Yeah, I depend on you, Krishna. Um, I really was so proud thinking, I know I'm this and I'm that and I'm, you know, I've been on airs like that and not even taking shelter of you. Um, so now I'm, I've realized if we are repentant and we approach him and cry to him, please Lord, may be merciful and lift me up, then he's very, very quickly we can rise up. And Prahlad Maharaj in the seventh canto also he says, you know, how uh, he was so amazed how Narsimhadev put his hands on his head and he said, I've been born in Asura family. Uh, and my body is made up of passion and ignorance. And... Um, here are exalted people like Brahma and Shiva and Lakshmi Devi. You have not put your hand on their heads, but you have put it on me. And this shows that anybody can get your mercy. Anyone. So that is the amazing thing. We don't have to think so such exalted souls, great sages and great devotees are all there and I have not done anything much. So how, how can I even pray for His mercy? But Krishna is readily available to anybody. And that is why in Kali Yuga, this is the greatest um, benediction. That by chanting Hare Krishna, we can, first thing is, all our sins will get wiped out and we don't have to see hellish planets. And uh, then, um, that's why, Swalpam Apyasya Dharmasya Trayate Mahato Bayat. Even a little advancement in this path will save us from the most dangerous type of fear. What is that dangerous type of fear is this one is Naraka. We don't want to go to the hellish planets. 
right? And of also taking birth again, and uh, we don't want all that. So even uh, of course, if you do only a little bit, you have to take birth, but at least you can avoid hell, um, you know. And then you don't have to take an animal birth because that also uh, from the, what happens in the hellish planet, you not only suffer there, and after that. That is only uh, like uh, preparing us for what is to follow after you take a birth, uh, you know. And then you, uh, then either if you are not an asura type, you just or mode of ignorance, then you are given birth in a animal, you know, animal birth, and um, monkey birth or whatever lower depends upon what kind of uh, sins we did. But we were, um, you know, but if we have envy towards Krishna. And we've been, uh, you know, uh, doing. Uh, we've been demoniac. Then you have to go to Patal Loka, and that is very terrible because once you go there, very difficult to come out. Because there, all all the people, all from Atala, Vitala, Sutala, Rasatala, Palatala, Mahatala, and Patala. All those places are filled with asuras. So very nice association. And all the time, you'll only be uh, only be thinking of and so much sense gratification. It is called bilam swarga, which means that uh, it is like as um, you know enjoyable as swargaloka, except that it is um, you know dark. It's not, it doesn't have sunlight. So only the light coming from the uh, hoods of uh, the nagas. Uh, you know, illumine the whole entire Patal Loka. So it will be like, you know, uh, when you have uh, just, I mean, there's no house and then just UPS, you have one or two rooms if you have put, then, you know, it's like a very dim light or in the restaurants which have purposely keep it dim like that. So it will be like that always. So that is the only thing. And people's mentality, that is hellish. Oh, you can uh, imagine how Asura's uh, mentality will be. So if you are also an Asura, then okay, you will thrive there, but everyone will be at each other's throat. So not real happiness, but anyway, for Asura's it's uh, possible. And they continue like that forever. Within that, uh, very difficult because they don't have association, and that is why Krishna, out of his mercy, there also he sends his devotees, poor Prahlad Maharaj. Imagine, he was the one pure devotee being born in an Asura family, all Asuras. Imagine what kind of life that must have been like, and he lived a long life, he's still there in. Um, Asutala, uh, as uh, along with his uh, with Bali Maharaja, who, who is waiting. I mean, at the end of this uh, thing, uh, then the next time he will become the Indra. So till then he is there, and Vamana Dev is also there. He said, "I will be the god." So he's so kind that he wants even the Bhata Loka people to. I mean, uh, all the low planetary systems. They also should get mercy, association. Something they will get. At least a few people may note, oh, very nice, Prahlad Maharaj. Um, maybe they will also, be, just like he preached to his uh, fellow students in school. Maybe there are a few demons who are doing devotional service there, and Ramanadev is also there. So he doesn't let go of anyone. But still, that is a horrible place to be. So it depends. If you are Asuric, then it's very, very, uh, you know, uh, horrible. Because you'll, and Bhagavad Gita also it is mentioned that those who are demoniac by nature are cast into this um, demoniac life, uh, demoniac family's life after life. So 
So it will be terrible. And there is no question of liberating liberated from So somehow that's why when Kali Yuga, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come and even to cut off all the uh, demonic qualities in us. He also is so merciful and he keeps coming to kill the demons so that they can, yes, they can be liberated and go back. And that is some very special demonic souls who have done some, uh, uh, you know, some, uh, maybe they are, um, uh, you know, uh, they have done a lot of um, austerities and um, they've been envious of Krishna, so they're always thinking of them. Such people, then Krishna comes and kills them also. That is another blessing he gives them so that at least they'll go to the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. But there are all others in the Bhatta Luka also, he's going there as Vamanadev and he's still there and trying uh, to purify them also. But uh, here on the earth, I mean, uh, we have, of course, uh, we killed, we came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to take away all our demonic qualities, to kill it. To uh, you know, completely destroy our demonic tendencies simply because we are Hare Krishna mantra. So we can see the great mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and uh, and even this uh, knowledge of the hellish planets is very good because we can tell people, see what you're thinking. You think you can continue eating meat and drinking and doing whatever illicit sex, nothing will happen to you. This is what. Live accounts. There was somebody else who was saying that their maidservant also had a near-death experience. I mean, she was dead and she saw Yamadutas and she got so frightened and she started becoming serious about devotional life. So all these things, you know, uh, we have to tell them. See, it is, not, it is for real. You better heed it and, you know, start chanting Hare Krishna Mantra. And we even our dramas and all skits should have this about, uh, you know, this uh, Yamaraj and all that. But one thing is in Pitraloka, he says that they're always meditating on the Supreme Lord and they are blessing their descendants. So we also do shrads for them, uh, hoping that those who are in the Pitraloka, they will bless us. And those who are in the ghostly bodies, uh, who are due to uh, too much attachment to this material world and they're not let go, letting go. Some souls, you know, they're so attached to this material world or the earth that maybe they've done, not done so many uh, sinful activities to suffer so much in hell. But they're still attached to this earth. When Yamra sells them, uh, sends them here, and they don't get a body also because they don't deserve it. They, um, because uh, they've got a goosey body, their uh, uh, descendants have not done proper shrad. So they just hang around, hang around, and then sometimes they enter the bodies of their own relatives and create havoc for everyone. All these things are commonplace, but people don't are not aware of it. How many people are um, commit suicides? They have accidental deaths murder cases, all these souls are, uh, you know, just um, going around everywhere. So, there are so many things happening and people are blissfully unaware of it. And uh, so, for all those uh, reasons, we must tell them, start chanting and then uh, it will, you know, you'll be protected. Whatever needs to be done, Krishna will take care and help us uh, to, you know, somehow manage uh, living here in this world, finishing our term and then going back to God. Okay.
Any questions or comments? and then you know and he then he did all those beautiful prayers like you know krishna i sat with you i was friendly with you i didn't know so much power you so similarly in this context i'm thinking that uh, how important it is for us to be aware of all these uh, things because uh, otherwise you know we can fall prey maya is always strong and uh, you know and uh, we should also think that while we are chanting and we in the process of bhakti just even little bit you know we kind of you know fall fall back and and you know not uh, able to follow it can be our punishment will be like more much more so you know we have to be very careful about uh, everything uh, because you know we already know the rules and regulations so the punishment for those people is more right mata ji yeah no the thing is in devotional service no if you are progressing then krishna is fine about it like every day for example suddenly we can't become a pure devotee no so uh, so we may have so many anathas and all that but if you are aware of it and you are repentant and you you want to progress and every day you make a little little progress you are not stagnant then it is safe so if you are stagnant and you are complacent and you think this is enough i will just uh, do this much and i will live here comfortably then that is dangerous so definitely maya will drag you down but if we are progressive from whatever level we are you think that okay i must go to the next level i should chant two rounds then it's okay Yes, Mati. And you know, Mati, I really like that point, and I want to share that point. When you said about Ajamal, that he was mm. not remembering Krishna at all. Mm. He was remembering his son, and yeah. some good Sukriti that you know. I think it was I had heard from one devotee that uh, you know his wife uh, was uh, some sadhu or someone met, and you know, uh, like he said, okay. she was asking what do i keep this uh, son's name and the sadhu said narayan and uh, yeah and then when she kept the name narayan and then there is a affinity for the small child always right small child looks very cute and uh, you know mostly people are, uh, parents are also worried about the younger child that uh, you know elder one they say che bada hai you know now the younger is paying attention to the younger one and then somehow you know like um, she was also blessed although her she was a prostitute or whatever she was uh, like a loose lady so but at least she uh, you know she got the benefit uh, of this through sadhu and also husband was very pious earlier so you know uh, she was lucky enough to this thing i don't know whether she remembered his name or not but you know 
he definitely remembered and and then you said Krishna is so merciful that see like you said Krishna as Atma and us like Krishna is knowing that she is not he is not remembering me he is calling Narayan but like this this particular incident really proves that there's Krishna's name is absolute there's no difference it's so powerful mm. this story that I mean just calling Narayan name and you know Krishna and the Atma knows okay I know that he's calling his son but still, but he called Narayan and that is my name so I will deliver him so this proves when we tell anyone in the Kali Yuga the chanting of the mm-hmm. holy name is the sense so mm. you know people, are, people don't understand this is such a wonderful story to share uh, you know for mm. preaching and, uh, and you emphasized on it and I was able to um, understand a little bit more better this is a perfect uh, story to tell uh, you know because uh, like showing Krishna's merciful nature right Mataji frighten people to taking shelter otherwise they're blissfully unaware isn't it Especially about meat eating. See, four eggs. The, I mean, first is to, uh, no, we shouldn't tell about the four eggs first. Just to chant the names and talk about Adamil. Then that will give them sufficient strength. Krishna is non-different from his name. So when we are chanting, we are associating with Krishna. We are putting Krishna more and more into our uh, heart. You know, through the years he is going. He is uh, actually purifying our whole system, our whole body and mind because we are putting Krishna into us. So, by doing that, if they start chanting, what happens is their mind gets purified and taste gets purified. So, their uh, modes also shifts a bit. And at that time, if you tell them, okay, why don't you try vegetarian food, vegetarian alternatives, or at least, you know, eat non-veg only once a month, or, you know, one month you don't eat at all, they're ready. So, that's why first we have to tell them chant. Because through chanting, they're associating with Krishna. And because of that, they get purified and get the strength and intelligence to slowly follow, you know, bit by bit, the regulative principles. Yes, Mataji, but what if they don't chant then? You try their best and they are not chanting. If they are so stubborn that after knowing about the hellish planets and how Ajamila saw the Yamadutas and he got terrified and started chanting, if they cannot be inspired even after that, they don't get frightened, then I don't know what, what will motivate them. Because, no, see, we should just put it in their head. They may churn it much later. See, right now, it's not the immediate effect may happen. But if you tell something, it will be stored in somewhere, part of their memory. And at some other time, suddenly they'll be reminded, oh, that devotee told me. So it will happen. So we have to be detached. Maybe immediately they don't do, but sometimes they will do. So we put the information system, you know, we put it in the system, store it, and then they retrieve it whenever they want. Whenever it happens, and we can pray to Krishna. I did my job, Krishna, please bless this person. Prayers also work. So we pray to Krishna, please bless this person, Krishna. And then um, Krishna will take care, and sometimes we don't know. <laughs> That's why we, we should not stop saying, even though uh, you know they may not immediately follow. 
sometime definitely uh, they will get a chance because all this is purifying we keep feeding them prasadam and uh, singing kirtan and they hear the holy name all that is having an effect on their psyche you know and suddenly something may trigger them to think about krishna yes mataji that answered my question actually where uh, i'm thinking negatively but i should think positively because this is something which you know what if they have don't have that sukriti collected what if mm. uh, they are just okay they krishna saying okay i know that you're you're giving them the holy name but guess what it's not time for them i don't want to chant on their tongue because you know they have to go through certain more purification because i remember there was when i started chanting one devotee told me that you reached a point of purification that's why you're chanting 16 rounds so i was like okay i don't know and i and i didn't know exactly what purification i went through i always felt with the causeless mercy of the devotees because the devotees who came in my life like one maharaj trivikram maharaj and then many other devotees in orlando i mean i totally give 100% credit to them you know i feel they are the ones that i have not met and uh, you know i was so uh, uh, so fascinated by the bead bag i was thinking the bead bag is so nice when i chanted the my first round and i remember when i saw this hanging counter bead bag that even yeah. more <laughs> <I feel> like <laughs> the devotees <laughs> you know something like um, till before that i was not up to the date and krishna didn't want me to because i i was having lot no, krishna didn't want you to you were not ready <coughs> krishna always wants us to chant uh, go to him we are not ready we are not ready to go to him uh, yeah, yes krishna always wants but then this is also aspect is there right? like i mean uh, krishna will all, only come and uh, you know be with us uh, in the form of holy name uh, like hmm. krishna dances on our tongue when he knows that okay you know this person is uh, is really fed up of the material world and they want to just you know so let me just come to this person and take him back through the holy name so yeah. intervention is still there right mata ji yeah yeah as we uh, that's true and after becoming devotees also if we come to princes then then krishna withdraws that mercy that is also there Yes, yes, yes. So Krishna does use this discretion. Yes, and that is when we are preaching, and the person is not getting it or not chanting. We should understand that we are doing our best, and like you said, the person might take it up later in certain, maybe some, you know, very uh, grief-stricken situation comes, and the person is like, oh, let me just try this only. This person was saying, and they seem to be happy with it. so you know when time will come and then they will kind of strike on it mata ji yeah, i have one to do ha pardon so mata ji go ahead i have one question on verse uh, text 3 i'll ask ah that is why we have to give we have to do book distribution give the holy name give prasadam do sankirtan all these are very powerful methods because they're going inside my prasadam is also going inside and uh, holy name is also going side and books also if they have it they just have it and suddenly one day they think oh what is this book say let me see so that is why we have to give what it's like a time bomb prabhat said suddenly it will start having its effect 
Okay, what were you saying? What is the question from Tech Three? I was reading the when you were uh, reading again, reread it later, and uh, you know it says here if one acts in a mode of ignorance hmm. because of madness, his resulting misery is the least severe. Then yeah. one who acts impiously but knows the distinction between the pious and impious, hell intermediates, and then one who acts impiously, you know, because of atheism. Can you explain, Mataji, these three three uh, things? Uh, you know, just by reading, I'm not able to get it. No, I explained. Anyway, I will explain again. Can you explain again, Mataji? Uh, so that's what uh, because in madness we know that the person is not even aware. Uh, so if he does, uh, you know, uh, it gets least. He he didn't actually mean to. Like even in our. Uh, um, Legal system. They, uh, if somebody does a crime and he's mad person, then the uh, uh, they are excused, no, or the punishment is uh, very less. On the other hand, one who knows is normal person and he knows what's right and wrong, then naturally he'll get more punishment. But somebody who's actually planning, uh, you know, uh, like a, like a, what do you call just a minute. Um, now he is actually, you know, premeditating. You know, somebody does. Okay, the spur of the moment they couldn't control themselves. That is intermediary. But if somebody does premeditated uh, crime, then that is most severe. And an atheist is like that because he is um, he is against God. So that is, she's uh, not here, na? Rupini uh, Padma is not here. Hey, Krishna. Oh, okay, okay. Ah, yeah. uh, so somebody is um, uh, atheist. person is the most severe uh, punishment for atheistic. Uh, yeah, because. It's like uh, defying Krishna. It's see somebody doesn't defy Krishna, God, but his moods are so strong. So uh, you know he does a mistake. Okay, that is also punishable. But somebody openly defies Krishna, and I don't believe in God, so I will do uh, sinful activities. Then he needs he's a um, you know a stubborn and um, purposely he is doing this. It's defying. So arrogance. He's not even listening to. He doesn't even accept Krishna. So he needs maximum punishment, no? Suppose, like in the example of this uh, thing, uh, in our earthly uh, material example, somebody uh, commits a murder, okay? A mad person is uh, least uh, this thing. Maybe they will excuse him or maybe some mild thing uh, they will give. Then um, the person uh, who knows? I mean, who is, who is a normal person, but in the spur of a moment, he got angry or whatever, and he murdered, he will also get punishment. But uh, an intermediary punishment. But somebody who is against the government, okay, is against the court, against the government, he doesn't, uh, he's very defiant, and then he commits and he premeditates. So, because he doesn't believe in anything, at least the person. Uh, committed a murder in the spur of the moment, but then he accepts. He he is normally um, like you know he is um, law abiding. He has uh, respect for the courts. 
then they think that okay he can be reformed much faster but a person who doesn't accept any authority then he is the most uh, this thing of them all isn't it so he will get the maximum yeah like these hardcore people terrorists and all that hardcore uh, belonging to some um, you know this uh, criminal groups and all that who uh, they will get maximum punishment doing just to what their mind does to do
from all these uh, impious people who are doing criminal, uh, they are very materialistic. So you can't compare the two. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they are following the yeah, four yeah. principles, like the vegetarian and all that. Yeah, yes. We have been told, advised by Shri Prabhupada, that we should not hear from them. And that's no. you know, Bhakti can get completely ruined. And uh, so that is on a different platform, like mixed up, yeah. And atheist, atheism is like also connected to punishments and all that, like that, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, the, uh, asuras have a different. Uh, they Mayavadis are not asuras per se, but uh, yeah, because the, that uh, asuric tendency, atheistic asuric tendency that is described in this, uh, those uh, three verses in the uh, chapter 16 Bhagavad okay. Gita. That uh, uh, the ahankaram balam darpam kamakrodham stitam. So kamakrodha, those things are not uh, there in uh, such kind of. Uh, Spiritual seekers, so that yeah, they are not and they are different. Yeah, Mayavad is a spiritual seekers per se. They are not uh, materialistic. That you can say. Yeah, that way they are different. Like a lot of our family members, no, they are like Mayavadi type. I mean, they don't believe Krishna has a form and oh, God is great, but Krishna is not God. So what happens is over the time we become distant from them. And they're, they're, mm mind is there, oh, you know, we can't associate too much. And when you talk to them about Krishna philosophy, they start their own philosophy. No, no, you can't say Krishna is like, you know, God is this, this, this. They talk about other different things. And they are believers in God, but the concept is completely not like Krishna conscious. So what happens yeah. in the relationship also, sometimes the relationship is between two generations. Say, for example, my daughter is there. She's following mm. Krishna consciousness. But then her aunt is there. Maybe my sister or my sister-in-law so she would not want to associate too much with them. So what happens is they feel, oh, you know, they, they think uh, like they're not realizing why we're not associating. But the point is that I can't even blame my daughter for not having that normal relationship, you know, where you go, sit around, talk, eat with them. It's very hard to do that. <clears throat> we are isolated. And, you know, we are like living like in a bubble. And this, this uh, is more negative for them to follow. You understand, Mataji? So in that situation, it becomes like, you know, you can't preach and at the same time you can't associate. And then, you know, they, are, they have these opinions about you where they think that, you know, these guys are not enjoying life. And they are like, you know, so much into all the time Krishna, Krishna only. Uh, you know, there is why, no, no, that is why the, the way we associate with outside world is... Preaching means, okay, if you don't, can't give class, it's fine. At least you can call people, let's have bhajan, kirtan. Kirtan, maybe some reading, just read from the Prabhupada books a little bit and have prasadam. And that, that is more than enough. Then you will have friends who come, oh, my bhajan friends. They come and they do Sankirtan, they will also share something. And you can read Prabhupada's books, maybe gradually they will uh, change, you know, uh, uh, slowly. But Kirtan is very powerful, Kirtan and prasadam. So we must do that. Unless, other than, that is why preaching is so important. Otherwise, we have become isolated because we are not moving with um, this thing also, materialistic people. And, uh, okay, devotees are there, but devotees are few in number and uh, far away. And the relatives are also Mayavadis. And then what hope do you have? You have to make, uh, that's why, but you have to create devotees. So you can just invite them, okay, once a week, uh, let's have, maybe even in the rotation, you can have in different homes. 
um you know then it's good for their families also that is how families also will become krishna conscious and um you know uh, so everybody won't mind nobody minds just having kirtan if you just say let's have kirtan and i'll give you prasadam they will come and then we can do it in rotation so that it doesn't become a burden only for you yes that's too much so we have to you know, get out of comfort zone and do some things like this innovative where you know then we can kind of connect with them and uh, uh, like because as they say it's very hard to teach in the family you know especially when they see our practices they are like petrified if you tell them four regular principles of the brother law he says oh that is nice how how can i not follow because he is not a vegetarian also but then you know i was uh, i was like how to get across to him that you know and then he says chanting is very easy anyone can chant as then you can take it up <coughs> we want to catch the ear from the other side uh, they don't want to catch the ear like a normal you catch your ear like this mm. they, want, they want some very tough process so what is the tough process you can give them <laughs> from krishna consciousness i'm wondering give them the tough process at least but you don't want the easy process you know they think chanting is very easy thing you guys keep doing it all the time because their lives are so complicated they want something complicated hmm so you know way to go because everybody enjoys eating and kirtan mostly everybody enjoys if they don't want to sit in a class you know hearing <laughs> at least kirtan they all enjoy you know different tunes and like that so you're right It's a very nice suggestion, Mathi. It's a simple suggestion, but uh, maybe me and my daughter can do that. Uh, you know, like once a month or something like that. Yeah, her friends and her mothers. See, it can be uh, two generations. All the friends with their uh, mothers and fathers also. <coughs> so they may not mind. Uh, and uh, maybe they will also see uh, come and. so no it can uh, you can reach out to that because then when you have in their house they will call their uh, contacts maybe i want to ask you one more question when we say that you know the illicit relationship is uh, that means you lose the uh, cleanliness cleanliness is finished hmm i know that when we are not having coffee tea austerity you know because everybody is having hot tea in the morning and whatever and coffee you know but we can also have hot milk elaichi milk adrak you know tea all that uh, uh, what is that other uh, we call it um, there are so many other teas which don't have caffeine right mm. it's like we are doing austerity by not taking all this uh, stuff you know and we don't want to be under the influence of anything that includes wine liquor and all so that's mm. understanding of austerity it's we are being austere and uh, we do this mercy i totally understand that because uh, and then of course gambling is truthfulness because there's no truthfulness there so gambling is being affected but when we say about um, illicit relationship and it's like being unclean it's very hard for me to understand that concept or to preach to anyone if you can explain um, is it that the mind of the person is uh, too much into material uh, material things like for example if there's a uh, say a unmarried girl and she's having a relationship with someone Uh, and then you know her she's all the time worried what will her parents say her parents don't approve or the other way around if a lady if a girl is married 
and then she has problem with the husband and she's having illicit relationship with another person so how her life is because she's trying to hide and she has to take care of the husband because she doesn't want to divorce her husband because of children at the same time she has a personal desires which at this point in life her husband is not fulfilling so she wants to have him to another person so it's like because of so much of materialistic life that's why it's called unclean you can explain that don't go to that first about chanting tell her to chant and then slowly you can tell her all this she will not accept in the beginning that's the brahma never said all this i was very patient for one full year how is uncleanliness connected to illicit relation i'm asking you that question see whatever she does that you can't you just tell her to chant and then slowly you can uh, you know tighten her yes mataji like i'm trying to say that uh, how is cleanliness connected to this i just wanted to know for my own thing how physical relation physical relation that there will be uncleanliness okay okay वेरी वेरी नाइसली and you know it takes us 15 minutes it takes so much time to do one round i have come across that while i'm preaching and no, no, they should uh, that's why they need uh, chanting together so they are alone chanting or something okay chanting together but that way they won't make progress hare krishna mata ji dandat pranam krishna sir ko pata I uh, yeah I was like when uh, uh, such a nice class thank you uh, for your uh, kind association and your uh, realization and they are so uh, effective uh, I want uh, I wanted to share that this year as you are saying the the imprint of this narak logs uh, all the hellish planets uh, should be uh, known to such people uh, Uh, so uh, in some some uh, way we should let them know that, that these are the consequences of atheistic yeah. and sinful life yeah yeah right that uh, because uh, because I, I, in the people in the mode of ignorance tamasic people unless some fear is instilled like it's a, it's a criminal right it is a hardcore criminal or and they know uh, these things are wrong but still they do Uh, uh, thinking that there is nothing in control, uh, uh, that uh, this asuri qualities that Krishna spoke, asattam apratistam te jagat ahur anishvaram. There is no God in control. So that kind of a thing has to set to rest. Uh, that uh, this the the fear is the only way to drive it. Uh, yeah, along with the uh, prasadam and chanting and uh, chanting, uh, which will purify. this uh, debasement of this uh, asuric mentality should also be done unless that uh, asuric mentality is debased is uh, removed of its uh, this uh, asuric foundation 
then the purification will be slow. Uh, if you do both together, then the purification will be uh, faster. What do you think, Pramataji? So you tell the stories of second chance and all that. Okay, can I introduce, give the book yeah. second chance. Our yesterday's speaker was saying that one time this particular canto was given by Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj uh, to someone in the airport and they opened the book and heard about the hellish planet. They had bought the book, they left the book and they went away. They were like, they didn't want to hear all this about the hellish planet. And they were like, what is no, all this? Planet. But if you give a second chance, that is the, that book, you know, about Ajamila, that is a, relatively just the Yamadutta is coming to take them. That yes. we can understand. Which is the book, Mataji, Second Chance? Yeah. Called Second Chance. It's an excerpt from Prabhupada's sixth canto, no, where Ajamila is there. <coughs> Yeah. So it's called yeah. Second Chance, small book, can give that. Prabhupada has written it in a simple uh, this thing, not like Bhagavatam, it's uh, more uh, uh, this thing, so they can read that. The book's name is Second Chance? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's actually a story. Okay. Available in all Prabhupada's and all is gone. You can ask them for it. Okay. We'll make again. I have uh, one question. Uh, uh, but uh, Pitra why is it located at the lower side? Uh, it uh, suppose supposedly pious people uh, meditating on Krishna are not rather supreme uh, personality. We may be in uh, Vishnu form or form, but uh, why is it located uh, down near the? Yeah, they are down because they've got subtle bodies. They don't have bodies yet. Pitriloka, they have uh, subtle for, uh, bodies only. And they are meditating on the Lord and they, uh, their descendants have to keep doing a yajna so that they will get elevated. Oh, they are like bhutas, pretas, only yeah. subtle body, okay. Not like the devatas who have uh, uh, gross body but uh, in a Subtler, yes. maybe. Uh, devatas have uh, gross body in the uh, bomb realm, right? That the Kham, uh, Vayu Kham realm. Yeah. I think. Oh, okay, okay. Mataji, one okay, last thing. Excuse me now. Uh, please, I have to work. Yeah, yeah. What is so it? Okay. You mentioned about Prahlad Maharaj, that how hmm. he was, uh, you know, situation, he was like that. So it's because he heard the heard from Narad Muni, his guru, in the womb. Yeah. That's why he yes, was so strong yes. and he remembered everything. Although yes. his mother was remembering, she was in fear, but he remembered mm. everything. So it's so important to hear from devotees and guru and you know, so that yeah. we can also, uh, follow in the footsteps. We cannot imitate, but follow. Yes. Yes, Mataji. Thank you so much, Mataji. Okay, thank you.